your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, December 3rd, 2021. Your boy Q here. You know, you can always find me on Twitter, as many of you do, at your boy Q254. And of course, you can always hit up that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. Off top, I'd like to thank you for making the Locked On Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. And remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. I mentioned my Twitter account, at your boy Q254, and I actually got hit up on Twitter by Adam Martinez, and you can find him on Twitter at SuperAdam2123, but that's S-U-P-3-R-A-D-A-M-2123. He hit me up on Twitter and said, Q, my son is your newest fan. His birthday is today, 12-3-21. He would love a shout-out on your show. Happy birthday, Gabriel. Raiders. So, uh, yeah, shout-out to Gabriel. Happy birthday, my man. That's from your pops and, of course, everyone here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up on today's show in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. I gave you the number at the top of the show, 707-654-4693. Didn't get any feedback on the show on Thursday because it was crossover Thursday. We had David Harrison host the Locked On Washington football team on the show breaking down the offense and the defense so no calls or texts on Thursday but we'll get back at it today on the show segment number two today I want to give you my keys to the game what I think the silver and black will have to do on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium to be able to walk away with a victory and improve their overall record to seven and five and give the the Washington football team their first loss in the last four games that's all coming up in segment number two here in segment number one as I do on the daily give you the news and the notes of the day so let's go ahead and jump right into it off top, let me give you the roster updates that the Raiders made on Thursday. They made a handful of moves. Uh, first of all, they signed safety Kayvon Frazier to the practice squad. And then a corresponding move, they released tackle DJ Fluker. He was signed probably midseason and never got an opportunity to get into any games. So Kayvon Frazier, the safety to the practice squad, tackle DJ Fluker, released from the practice squad. Also, the Raiders designated cornerback Trayvon Mullen for return from IR. Uh, he actually practiced on Thursday, so his 21-day window is open for the team to decide to activate him or not. Now, the expectations are that they will and that they're going to bring him back sooner rather than later. Not going to be this Sunday, but sooner rather than later, and they're going to need Trayvon Mullen. They're going to need all the reinforcements they can get down the stretch. And in the corresponding move that for that, they waived wide receiver Dylan Stoner. He was the undrafted free agent out of Oklahoma State. And I did want to talk about corresponding moves and roster moves because on Thursday I'd mentioned that the Raiders had signed long snapper Carson Tinker. I said that on Wednesday that they had signed him. And I figured that they were going to make a corresponding move and I wasn't really thinking because as many people mentioned to me, uh, either by way of Twitter or text message, whatever it was, uh, since Trent Sieg, the actual long snapper for the Raiders, was on the COVID-19 reserve list, that actually freed up a spot. So that is correct. They didn't have to make a corresponding move for signing line, long snapper Carson Tinker. So my apologies for getting that wrong. And thank you so much for everyone who chimed in and corrected me. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, now, there was an injury report that was released on Thursday. And for the Raiders, again, it was pretty lengthy. I'll just go through the guy that did not participate, including wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, dealing with a calf injury. He was limited on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday. He did meet with the media on Thursday and said that he felt a spasm in his calf and he feels like it's going to be all right. 
He's hopeful that he could play on Sunday. So that hopeful word has me a little concerned, something to pay attention to. Carl Nassau, defensive end, dealing with the knee injury, did not participate on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday, do not believe he'll be playing on Sunday. That'll probably open up a spot for Malcolm Coons to get an opportunity to get out there and see what he could do. Not a whole lot, but just enough, you know, just a little bit of a burn. I do expect to see Malcolm Coons now because I don't think Carl Nassau is going to be a go. Another guy that did not participate, linebacker Patrick Owasu. He's dealing with a hamstring, didn't participate on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday. He's really a big-time special teams player, so that's just, you know, that's one hit to the special teams unit. Don't think he'll be playing on Sunday either. And then tight end Darren Waller dealing with the back and knee injury. Didn't participate on Wednesday. Didn't participate on Thursday. And another guy I don't expect to see on Sunday. Foster Moreau will have a much bigger role, in my opinion, on Sunday. Just similar to what he did when he uh, when the Raiders played the Philadelphia Eagles right before their bye week, and he played 100% of the snaps because Darren Waller was a, a last-second scratch. Also, there was a new addition to the injury report for the Raiders, and that's running back Josh Jacobs. Ankle injury wasn't listed on Wednesday. All of a sudden was limited on Thursday, and I really hate that for Josh. He is a hell of a player, man. Love what he's done in the league so far the first two years, going over 1,000 yards, but just has not been able to get going at all at any point in this season. Uh, it's been a lot of injuries going back to the very first game of the season. He's missed games already. Just, again, has not got going. Hasn't had a 100-yard game yet. And uh, now he's looking at the tail end of the season wondering where it went. You know, And I'm sure that he thought he was going to ball out, have another 1,000-yard season this year, and then have an opportunity to go and, and get a big-time contract extension in the offseason. And that's just not going to happen. I hate that he is so banged up. But here we are. This is where it is, and this is what the NFL does, man. That's why when you see all these players with these long, long careers in the league, you got to give them so much props because it's not for everybody. So we'll see what happens with Josh Jacobs, but it was limited on Thursday. I'm sure he'll probably go on Sunday, but just know that he's not 100% and probably won't be 100% at all the rest of the season. I will give you a couple notes from the Washington football team, their injury report. Uh, safety Landon Collins is dealing with a foot injury. He did not participate on Wednesday or Thursday. I think he'll play on Sunday, but you could tell he's going to be banged up. This is interesting. Their center, Tyler Larson, dealing with a knee injury, didn't participate on Wednesday, was limited on Thursday. I'm sure he'll go on Sunday, but he's going to be banged up. He'll be less than 100%. And it's not even close. So that's something to pay attention to. Also, guard Eric Flowers dealing with a foot injury. Wasn't listed on Wednesday. Did not participate on Thursday. Another guy I expect to go on Sunday, but won't be 100%. So uh, that offensive line is banged up. So if there's going to be an opportunity for Max Crosby, Unique Ngakwe, Jonathan Hankins, Solomon Thomas, whoever the case may be, uh, you know, Quentin Williams, whoever it's going to be has an opportunity to get home. It's going to be because that offensive line is banged up. Guard Brandon Scherf. Dealing with a knee injury, was limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. I mean, all these guys on the offensive line are all really banged up. And, you know, look at this. Guard Wes Scherzer, ankle, did not participate on Wednesday, didn't participate on Thursday. I mean, they've got backups are injured. You know what I mean? There's so many guys that are banged up, especially on that offensive line. The Raiders' defensive front should be able to get home. Finally, here in segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, news and notes of the day, want you to hear from the Raiders as far as their media session went on Thursday. Defensive coordinator Gus Bradley met with the media, offensive coordinator Greg Olson, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, and defensive back Nate Hobbs. All four of those guys met with the media. I'm just going to let you hear a little bit from Gus Bradley. So uh, only a couple little sound bites right here. The first one is on the Washington football team in general. What are his thoughts as they come to town on Sunday? Well, they're a really good running team, first and foremost. I mean, they, I think they do a lot of window dressing, a lot of shifts, a lot of motions. And, um, 
you know, that, that's the challenging part of it, just to get lined up and, you know, be on our responsibilities there. The passing game, very efficient, done very well the last three games. Um, really impressed with the quarterback. Obviously, 17, McLaren is, uh, you know, he's got really good speed. Um, you know, deep developing routes. They do a good job of really stressing in level two and level three, and they'll dump it down and take what they can get. You know, they, they play very patiently. Uh, I think they're executing pretty well right now, you know, as far as complementary football, you know, with that run and the pass game. So there's Gus Bradley right there, defense coordinator, with uh, basically a real good breakdown of the Washington football team and their offense. And, of course, that's going to come into play in segment number two when I give you the keys to the game, what I think the Raiders are going to have to do to come away with the victory. But a uh, great breakdown right there from Gus Bradley on the Washington football team, what their offense likes to do. And one of the things that he mentioned that their offense likes to do is possess the ball. And on Monday night against Seattle, they had the ball for over 40 minutes. So how concerning is that for the Raiders and their defensive coordinator? It's, it's real big. Uh, you know, usually that doesn't work well. If, they're, if they have it for 40 minutes or in the 30s, you know, it's you, we want to get our uh, offense the ball as many opportunities. I mentioned before the, you know, the, the nine series or 10 series, we need to find a way to get more. And, um, you know, what takeaways or three and outs, you know, to get them more opportunities. So time of possession is going to be a big factor in this game. I think third down. I think third down is going to be real important. They, they do such a good job of being in third and three, third and four, you know, in those situations because of the run game and the, and the pass game. So, you know, we need to you know, find a way to, you know, do really well on first and second down. Another big key to the game, something I'll talk about in segment number two, time of possession. The Washington football team, they're going to try to hold on to that rock, and they're going to try to hold on to it for the majority of the game. The Raiders cannot allow them to do that, and clearly it's a big concern for defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. The final soundbite I want you to hear from him has to do with two guys that are going to be going up against that Washington football team offense, Max Crosby and Unique Ngakwe. Right now, they're leading like every single measure, every single stat that you can find. They're leading the league in pressures. They're 1-2. Ngakwe and Crosby, 1-2 in the league across the board as far as pressures go. But how much better can they be? I've talked about getting home, getting sacks. So how much better does Gus Bradley think that Crosby and Unique Ngakwe could be? They're, they're both playing at a high level. I know, you know, um, Max's sacks, you know, he hasn't gotten but effect. You know, we look at it differently, just the impact or the effect he has on the quarterback. And he is playing at an extremely, extremely high level right now. So it's like takeaways. We say they come in bunches. Just keep doing what you're doing and keep working and they'll come. But both those guys are doing a good job. And I think, you know, we look at, you know, if we're not affecting the quarterback, you know, the quick game, we really rely on those guys. And, um, you know, they're, they're both just playing at a high level. And he's spot on. They are both playing at a high level. And, of course, we all want to be greedy, and we want to see Max Crosby get double-digit sacks. And we want to see Unique Ngakwe get double-digit sacks. They're doing their job getting pressures. It just would be nice to see them do a little bit more. And, and really, that, that goes to Crosby. And Ngakwe is at, say, eight sacks right now. I believe he'll hit ten. Uh, I like to see Max Crosby get cooking. He hasn't had a sack since, uh, you know, that Denver Bronco game when he had three. And uh, that was it. So he had two in game one and three in, uh, what, week six against Denver. And so that was was it so I, I just think that he needs to get cooking a little bit more uh, again I mentioned it the other day when I was talking about the alpha dogs they need to be the leaders in December as far as I'm concerned and some of that's going to be getting home to the quarterback something that they can really get going Crosby can really make that happen uh, starting this week against the Washington football team so that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day coming up in segment number two going to talk about keys to a Raiders victory I do it each and every Friday uh, the 
the Washington football team is the next team up. So how do the silver and black walk away with the victory? Well, like I said, I'll explain it coming up in segment number two. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And the first one is Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge, right? Well, you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone. You can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks. So you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Well, you know, sky's the limit. Switch to Boost Mobile, and we'll all find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers covers not available everywhere or all phone networks. See BoostMobile.com for all the details. I also want to tell you about Built Bar. And it is the holiday season. It is that time to grab a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and it's high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And there's so many flavors to choose from. They have the limited time flavors just in time for the holidays. They also got the raspberries, the mint brownies, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. They have all those. But how about white chocolate cheesecake Built Puffs? How about Caramel Almond Delight Built Bar? Coconut Brownie Chunk. One of my favorites, Peanut Butter Brownie Protein Balls. That's right. They got everything. All you got to do is go check them out on the website today. That is Built.com. You want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand, though, because it could get a little messy. Right now, go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. It's just in time for the holidays. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Segment number two, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to do what I do every single Friday. Keys to a Raiders victory. What they've got to do to come away with the victory over the Washington football team, a team that is currently on a three-game winning streak. The Raiders picked up a victory over the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving, snapping their three-game losing streak. Washington football team, cooking with grease. Raiders still trying to find themselves. At home, haven't been very good at home. They've won more games on the road than they've won at home since playing in Las Vegas. That's a problem. Talked about it multiple times. They've got to find a winning way at home. They've got to make Allegiant Stadium their home field and turn that into a home field advantage by winning, winning, and winning some more on the field. But that's not what I'm here to talk about right now. I'm talking about the keys to a Raiders victory, what they've got to do while they're on that field on Sunday to come away with the victory. Last week, I believe I started with the defense, so this week I'm going to start with the offense. Normally, you'll hear me talk about the run. Run and run some more. You know, establish the run game. Gets Jacobs and Drake cooking. I'll say this. The pass is going to have to set up the run in this game. The Washington football team, they'll come into this game with a number four-ranked rush defense. 
That is really stinking good. And on top of that, the Raiders haven't been able to run the ball very well this season anyway. Even the last game against the against the Cowboys, who do not have a very good rush defense, I mean, they were able to get going, but Jacob still didn't get over 100 yards. But still, they had a good day on the ground, 140-something yards. That's a, that's a really good day. You'll take that any day of the week and twice on Sunday. But this game, I think that Derek Carr is going to have to come out, and he's going to have to come out with aggressiveness. He's going to have to come out with that arm, just like he did on Thursday against the Cowboys, where you just stretch the field. Going to have to try to take some deep shots. That's something that the Washington football team has struggled with. They've improved over the past few weeks over their winning streak. They have approved with giving up the deep ball, but that's something that Derek Carr is going to have to test. Man, test their stones. See if they're ready. Make Zay Jones run as many fly routes as possible. I mean, this dude, uh, they say he's in the best shape. Well, go ahead and test that. Have him run some nines. Have him run a bunch of posts. I mean, do what he's got to do, but make them test if they can keep up with them. And and that goes for Deshaun Jackson as well. Uh, Again, I'm assuming that he's going to be out there. He played 40-something snaps against the Cowboys. I'm expecting, if he's healthy, to play another 40-something snaps. He's going to be needed out there because Derek Carr is going to have to look for the deep ball. I mean, there's no doubt about it. With that being said, if Derek Carr is going to be looking for the deep ball, what's going to have to happen? Well, the offensive line is going to have to give Carr time. They're going to have to give him time to allow that play to develop. Just like Hunter Renfro against the Cowboys when he got way down the field and uh, Derek Carr was able to hit him on a seam route. That play took time, so the offensive line had to stand up. So I'm talking to Colton Miller. I'm talking to John Simpson. I'm talking to Andre James. I'm talking to Alex Leatherwood and Brandon Parker. You five, the front line guys, the big uglies up front, you've got to make it happen. You've got to give Derek Carr an opportunity to sit back in the pocket, allow that big play to happen, and then test it down the field. Just He's going to have to do that. They're going to have to do that as a collective group. Because if not, Derek Carr is going to have to dink and dunk. And that's what Washington wants you to do. They want you to keep everything underneath. And they want to come up and rally and make the play. And their defense is really strong. The, the run game is not going to be that effective, I don't believe. Again, the, the Raiders have not had a dominant run. So it's going to be a game, in my opinion, where I think that Derek Carr is going to throw the ball 40, 45 times. I really do. If the Raiders win this game, I think it's going to be a 40 to 45 pass attempt game for Derek Carr, and he's going to have to really play mistake-free. He's going to have to be really clean. Uh, the Washington football team, I know their record's not that great, but look, this is a team that was 2-6 and six at one point. Now they're 5-6, and six, and they have an opportunity to, to make some noise in the NFC side of things when it comes to the playoffs. I mean, they just they have that opportunity. They're sitting in a better position currently right now than the Raiders are, and the Raiders have a winning record. So not that I'm thinking that this team is a, a team that the Raiders can't win the game. I do believe that they can win the game. I do believe they win the game, actually. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites right now. I think that they win this game, but this is how they're going to have to do it. Again, Derek Carr is going to have to be that dude. Deshaun Jackson is going to have to step up. Zay Jones has to step up. I want to see more of Brian Edwards. That's a guy I would love to see him get more involved in the offense. Now, he's not a guy that's going to stretch the field, but he's a guy that I could see on some crossing patterns. I could see him on some slants. I could see him catching the ball and then running because he runs violently after he gets the ball in his hands. He catches the ball with his, his hands like vice grips. Got to get him more involved, though. I mean, sometimes they get him towards the end of the game. Get him involved early. Again, spread the ball out if you have to. I don't care how many, how many targets each guy has. I just think that Derek Carr is going to have to sling the ball around the yard a lot. And also, my final little note as far as offense goes, Rich Passaccia, I'm talking to you. Don't be afraid to go for it on fourth and short. When you're in a favorable position, don't be afraid to roll the dice. When you're down by the goal line and it's fourth and goal, don't be afraid to go for it. You know what I mean? Like, get creative. Get, get a little bit of Put a little pressure on the defense. Make them make a play. It's okay to go for it on fourth and short. It really is. 
I know Gruden was doing it earlier in the season, and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but I believe the Raiders have only gone for it on fourth down, I think, what, 13 times so far this season? I, I just don't think that that's enough. You have a really good chance. If it's fourth and short, you have a great chance of getting it done. Get Mariota involved, not just in the red zone. Just get him involved. Let him throw the ball a couple times. Let him test the defense. But don't be afraid to go for it on fourth and short. That's got to be something that they implement into the game. What do you have to lose? You're not even in the playoffs right now. What do you have to lose? Go for it. Throw the kitchen sink at them. Play again, like I said before. Play desperate. You have one month guaranteed left to play. Go for it, man. Put everything on the table. Throw your stones on the table, man. Make it happen. Those are the offensive keys for the game. Defensively, you have to stop the run. You have to stop the run. And if you didn't hear me the first two times, you have to stop the run. The Washington football team wants to run downhill. They want to play keep away. They ran it, what, Antonio Gibson ran the ball 29 times on Monday against Seattle. They want to do that. How I said Derek Carr is going to throw the ball 40-something times, they would love to run the rock 40-something times. They're going to be very content with running the ball and taking those little underneath patterns. They want to have the ball for 40 minutes like they did on Monday against Seattle. The Raiders are going to have to do what they did against the Cowboys and make life frustrating for them when they run the rock. And speaking of frustrating, those alpha dogs that I was talking about, Max Crosby, Unique Ngakwe, I'm looking at you. They got a banged up offensive line. You've got to get to the quarterback. You've got to get to Taylor Heineke because that'll help slow down the run game as well. If you get them in third and long, if you mess them up on first down, if they try to throw it and you're able to get to the quarterback and put them in a bad position, then all of a sudden they get outside of what they want to do. Taylor Heineke is a tough dude to get to the ground, man. You got to try to keep him in the pocket because he's going to run around. He's going to scramble. He looked more on Monday night like Russell Wilson than Russell Wilson looked like Russell Wilson, in my opinion. He leaves it all out there on the table. Every single play, he gives you everything that he's got. He doesn't want to give up on anything. Sometimes that's smart. Sometimes that gets him in trouble. But that's the kind of dude he is. So uh, I'm looking at Max Crosby. I'm looking at Unique Ngakwe, and I'm asking for three sacks. Give me three sacks. That's what they need to do. Somehow, they need to come up with three sacks. The last game, uh, Unique Ngakwe had one sack, and that was it. The Raiders, as a team, had one sack. This team needs to get three sacks at least on Sunday to have a chance to win this game. I really do believe that that's going to put the Washington football team behind the chains. So if the defense steps up and slows down the run, and then Ngakwe, Crosby, Hankins, Thomas, Jefferson, any of those guys that can get to the quarterback need to get to the quarterback. They got to do everything they can to get to the quarterback and make his life very, very difficult. And finally, talk to Trayvon Merrick on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Thursday. Uh, I asked him about getting interceptions, and, you know, he said he wants to get a couple more opportunities. We haven't talked about him a lot because he's quietly having a really good season. This is a game, man. Taylor Heineke, I believe, will give the Raiders an opportunity to come up with an interception or maybe even come up with a strip sack, uh, some kind of turnover. They need to create a couple turnovers. Defensively, they need to get three sacks. They need to come up with a turnover or two, and they need to slow down the run game. That's what they got to do. They've got to get Washington off of their off their spot and off of their and out of their comfort zone as far as what they want to do, how they want to execute offensively. If you get them a little uncomfortable, then things can start to shake out in a bad way for them. But you've got to get them uncomfortable on all levels of their offense. Slow down the run game, get to the quarterback, sack him a few times, and create a turnover. And all of a sudden, you may start to see a little bit of panic from the quarterback, Taylor Heineke, who is going to want to go out there and try to make as many plays as he possibly can. So that's what I got for you. Those are the keys to the game offensively test the Washington football team's defense test them deep 
Be aggressive with Derek Carr's arm. Let the pass set up the run. Offensive line, you got to give Derek Carr an opportunity. You got to give him time to throw the ball and take that deep shot. And don't be afraid to be aggressive. Go for it on fourth and short. Bring Marcus Mariota in. Get him involved. Use all four downs if you need to. Throw the kitchen sink at the Washington football team with your offense. And you got to have your eyes on the prize. And what is that? 30 points. You have your eyes on 30 points. You get up to 30, you're going to win that game. Feel really good about that. You go back and look at the games that the Raiders have won. They've scored 30-plus points. Got to keep your eyes on the prize. If you're in the teens or very low 20s, probably not going to win that game. Defensively, I've already broken down what the Raiders need to do. They got to go ahead and make it happen. You want to come away with the victory and improve to 7-5 and on the season and snap the Washington football team's three-game winning streak. So, again, that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Even think I got a tweet that I'll get to as well. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag. They have you covered for all the sports you can imagine, basketball, pro and college, football pro and college nhl boxing ufc vegas casino games they've got it whatever it is you want please believe you'll find it on betonline.ag they're your number one spot for all the sports action all season long go to the website right now on your laptop or your mobile device sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit how do you get that you got to use the promo code locked on that's how you receive your bonus again promo code locked on all one word BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and it's where the games start. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts. Even got a tweet coming up in this segment. 707-654-4693. That is the number, and you can always tweet at me at your boy Q254. Up first, got a text from Keegan in Vancouver, Washington. What up, Q? It's Keegan from Vancouver, Washington. Obviously, it will suck if we don't have Waller, who I'm relying on for my fantasy league. But at the same time, Foster Moreau has proven he can step in for Waller and make some big plays. If teams don't defend Moreau the same way they do Waller, then he'll have a massive game. Weirdly enough, you can almost see it as an advantage to sit Waller out and let him heal for KC, and in the process, you make it hard for the football team to plan for an offense without Waller. By the way, I already made a claim for Moreau on my fantasy team because I believe in both of them. Raiders! That's Keegan in Vancouver, Washington. And look, I'll say this. Foster Moreau is not Darren Waller, but he is one hell of a player. We've all been talking about him, that we thought he was going to be a a, a guy that was going to break out at some point. Obviously, his second year in the league, uh, he was sitting behind Jason Witten. He was coming back from that late rookie year ACL tear so they kind of almost redshirted him this is what what it's time for him to step up right this is his moment so uh, he had a really good game against Philadelphia when he filled in for uh, Darren Waller so he could do it again you're absolutely right it would be nice to go in there with uh, all your guns blazing but most likely you're not going to have Darren Waller on Sunday and I don't get into fantasy football so but I get what you're saying (laughs) but I'm not a fantasy football guy so uh, none of that ever bothers me or I don't even think about that so uh, I appreciate Appreciate you though. Definitely appreciate the text. Next up, got a call from Raider Sloth out of Houston, Texas. He's calling to talk about the possibility of Gruden returning to the sidelines. Here he is, Raider Sloth. Yo, Q. What's up, man? Hey, this is Raider Sloth out of Houston. Um, I had a real quick question. Maybe Gruden is coming back. Got to sort some stuff out. I was one of the guys who was, you know, I was on on the getting rid of him. But honestly, last couple games, I really feel like they've missed him and. How do you feel? Do you think that that's a possibility? Uh, yeah. Sorry, man. I'm at work. I got to go. Sloth out. 
There he goes. Raider Sloth, thank you for the call. Appreciate you calling me while you're at work, man. I know you're busy. Uh, I'll just say this real quick. Just like your call was quick, I'll just say this. Gruden's not coming back. You know, there's a reason why he's suing the NFL, and that's because he realizes his coaching career is over. His broadcast career is probably over as well. I mean, this is 2021. Now, if he had said this years ago and it was still the climate that we lived in years ago, it would have been no big deal. It would have been a slap on the wrist. Uh, he might have got suspended. He might have got a fine or whatever, and it would have been done. But in 2021, damn near 2022, you can't say stuff like he said in the email. If it comes out, he's going to get ripped, and, well, ultimately, he ended a step down. Again, not saying anything he said and not trying to defend anything he said. It was wrong, uh, but it's just what it is. There's no coming back from that at this point. That's why he got the settlement with Mark Davis, and that's why – He's suing the NFL. But thank you so much for your call. I do appreciate you, my man. Next up, I got a tweet from Lamar at IceBDT23. Says, hey, Q, question for the podcast. The Raiders' defense ranks 28th overall. The only difference between this year's defense and last is that they have the ability to get to the quarterback and not even at a leak clip. Why do you and so many others want to keep Gus Bradley no matter what happens with the coaching staff? Any decent defensive coordinator can do what Bradley did this season. The defense doesn't force a lot of turnovers, and they are not right in the red zone. Why keep Bradley instead of finding fresh blood? Again, that's from Lamar at IceBDT23 on Twitter. Thank you, first of all, for your tweet, my man. I do appreciate you. And I'll say this, man. I don't know how long it's been since the Raiders have had a decent defense. This defense, I don't care about the rankings as far as numbers. Uh, something we talked about all offseason. It didn't really matter about the numbers. It was about opportunistic. Yards and all that stuff don't really matter to me. I don't really care about how many yards you give up. I care about, instead of uh, always giving up a touchdown in the, in the red zone, making the team settle for field goals. I care about getting to the quarterback and, and giving the, the rest of the defense an opportunity to create a play. There's been times where there's been plenty of pressures on the quarterback. The ball's been in the air, and the Raiders haven't gone and made it. And I'm not trying to make an excuse for the defense, but it's been a whole lot better, whole hell of a lot better this year than it's been in a very long time. Even better, in my opinion, than the 2016 year where they made the playoffs. The only difference is that year, they did create a lot of turnovers. That was the only thing. The rest of the defense stunk. Yes, Khalil Mack got to the quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But the biggest factor was they created a bunch of turnovers. I think Gus Bradley's done a really good job with this team, and he's done it really fast. It wasn't like it took all season for them to get good. No, this team has, this defense in particular, has kept this team in games. This defense is the reason why they have six wins. You know what I mean? Like, they have been able to hold off teams and not allow teams to keep on scoring when the Raiders' offense has gotten behind. I mean, they've literally kept them in games all season long, and all of a sudden you want to run the guy off, and I'm not saying you, I'm just saying in particular. No, I don't want to run the guy off. He's doing a hell of a job, and I think he's only going to get better. Yes, there's things and areas to improve. Absolutely. They've got to get more depth along that defense, but they don't have it because they've been missing on their draft picks. So, I mean, a lot of it goes in into play. But, man, they've done a hell of a job with not a whole lot on that defense. I mean, really, they've had guys that they had fill in at the corner position. Look at Brandon Faison. He was on the Chargers practice squad. Trayvon Mullen's been out most of the season. Casey Hayward, he came over late in free agency. Everyone thought his career was over. All of a sudden, he turned things around quick, fast, and in a hurry. Trayvon Merrick has been very quiet, but he's been playing very good. Jonathan Abrams still makes mistakes, but he's played better up in the box than he would playing deep center field like he's done before. I mean, there's a lot of areas that they have improved. I don't care. Statistics be damned. This is a lot better defense and a, and a major reason why the team is where they are right now at six wins and has an opportunity to help this team make it to the postseason. Thank you so much for your tweet. I do appreciate you. Uh, next up, got a call from Border Jumper Raider. He's calling to talk about his birthday and also what it means to be a Raiders fan. Here he is, Border Jumper Raider. Two. 
Border Jumper Raider. So today, December 3rd, is my birthday. I turned 62 years old. So what does it mean to be a Raider fan to me? It's um, when they win, I'm as happy as can be. During the games, I stand up. I can't sit down and watch the game. I'm singles. I live on myself, so I don't just, I don't get in anybody's way. When they lose, I hate it, but I accept it. Only Raiders fans and the only team <clears throat> or fan base that sports body art tattoos with the Raiders. We, we create our own uh, clothing line. Uh, we buy up all the jerseys. Um, when we see each other as Raiders fans, you know, we'll shout out Raiders. So it's the coolest fan base. I'm happy to be a Raider fan. That wouldn't change it for the world. And uh, I was glad to meet you back that December 15th. And I've met a lot of cool people on the Lockdown Podcast, and we've, we've become friends. I have a few close ups that I consider friends, and we've touched base with each other. And um, so that, that, to me, that's just being a Raiders fan. I think I, there's a lot of love involved in this. And uh, I don't think there's any, there's any other fan base that I can say that. You know, um, I could never root against my quarterback, whether I approve or disapprove of Derek Clark. He is the quarterback, and I'm going to root for him. So if Joe Blow is the quarterback, I'm rooting for Joe Blow, you know. And uh, I love this current uh, team. I love uh, the defense. I'm, I have a, couldn't be happier. Um, so uh, hopefully this weekend, for my birthday weekend, we'll uh, they'll beat the um, – watching the football team. So, shout out to everybody in Raider Nation. Go Raiders. Raiders. There he goes. Border Jumper Raider, my man. Happy birthday. Appreciate the call. And yeah, man, I'll say this. I've said it multiple times. I've said it since day one I started doing this show. There is not a better fan base in sports. There's not a better fan base in football. There's not a better fan base in the country than Raider Nation. It's simple as that. I mean, it really is. It Raider Nation has the most passion, uh, most loyalty, most everything, as far as I'm concerned. Definitely, uh, I, I got your back 100%. Again, happy birthday, and hopefully the team comes away and picks up a W on Sunday in celebration of your birthday. But like I said, I got your back, and everyone here at the Lockdown Raiders Podcast wishes you a very, very happy birthday. Uh, got time for a couple more texts from Raider Ralph. It says, hey, QPOC, this is Raider Ralph out of Bakersfield, but originally from Lindsay, California. I'm a new booty, but I just want to say first that I used to listen to you back in the day on Q97. Congratulations on your amazing career. Me and my brother-in-law, Raider Nathan, are going to be there for this game this weekend. Is there anything going on out there this weekend that we could possibly go to? It's a Raider weekend for us. Everything Raiders. Thanks, QPOC. Raiders all day, baby. That's from Raider Ralph, and thank you so much for the text, my man. I do appreciate you, and yeah, yeah, absolutely there's things to do. Uh, matter of fact, there's things to do all over town. It's a very busy weekend in town. I'm telling you, man, it's crazy. From everything that's going on, they have, uh, you know, the rodeo is in town. I'm not saying go to the rodeo, but the rodeo's in town, which is huge. Uh, they've got some racing stuff going on this weekend that is huge. Uh, they've got all kind of different light shows that are going on this weekend that is huge. You know what I mean? The, uh, the Pac-12 uh, championship game between uh, Utah and Oregon is going on 
later on this evening at Allegiant Stadium. I mean, there's so much going on. There's so many people in town, but we will be at the Rockstar. And when I say we, I mean uh, Vinny Bonsignor from In the Huddle on Radio Nation Radio 920. Myself will be at the Rockstar. Uh, Clay Baker from the Morning Tailgate will probably show up. Hondo Carpenter will probably show up. We'll be at the Rockstar starting about 5 o'clock. I usually roll in about 6, though. I'm not going to lie to you. I usually get there a little bit late, but uh, I'll definitely be there at the Rockstar on Saturday. It's right there on Las Vegas Boulevard. It's across from Town Square. You can't really miss it. It's close to the airport, and uh, it's free to get in. So just roll in, hang out. We'll be doing it real big, preparing ourselves for the game on Sunday. And then on Sunday morning at 10 a.m., I'll be at the uh, on the Coors Light Landing doing the pregame, pregame show. So before JT the Brick and Eric Allen go on, I'll be right there at the at the Al Davis Torch again on the Coors Light Landing doing the pregame, pregame show from 10 to 11. So you can definitely come on by and holler at me there as well. But uh, check us out Saturday night, man. The Rockstar Bar and Grill, that's where we will be. And one more quick call comes from Sucker Free Raider, and he's calling in real quick to say the same thing pretty much that Raider Ralph was asking. Where the party at? Hey, Q, Sucker Free Raider, man. One quick question. Where's the party at? I know you probably said it before where you guys hang out Saturday night or whatever, but, man, listening to all the other, you know, the radio station and everything and listening to where all the other uh, hosts end up at, I kind of forgot where you're going to be at, man. Just let me know. Flying in from the Bay Saturday morning. My cousin's uh, driving in from Phoenix. Trying to turn up with you, man. Let me know. I just love the call right there from Sucker Free Raider coming in from the yay area. But yeah, as I told Raider Ralph, man, come on in. We'll be at the Rockstar on Saturday night. Come check us out. It starts about 5 o'clock. I'll probably roll in about 6. Vinny Bonsignor, Clay Baker from the Morning Tailgate, Hondo Carpenter, uh, Heidi Fang might show up. Um, Mike Pritchard might show up. Uh, there, there'll be a lot of us there. Of course, Vinny Bonsignor, as I mentioned. Uh, so definitely come on by. Check us out. It's free to get in. Free parking, all that good stuff. And uh, hang out. Have a good time with plenty of Raider Nation. So uh, that's all I got for you for today's show. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, have a great weekend, Raider Nation. Of course, uh, hopefully the game goes the way that everyone wants on Sunday, and we're talking about a victory Monday, and we're talking about the Raiders sitting there at 7-5. and five. Uh, That's the goal. That's what we all want. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the Raiders do, see if they can have a two-game winning streak and they can snap the Washington football team's current three-game losing streak. So we'll talk again on Monday, Raider Nation. Have a great weekend. Take care of your family. Take care of yourselves. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby.